0: joke in my ass we got ryan o'flanagan on the show comedian actor ryan o'flanagan ryan has a 30 minute comedy special on comedy central he's been on tv shows new girl american dad corporate dave american vandal adam devine's house party so many more uh he might be most well known for his online videos either his solo stuff or the stuff he did with the sketch group dead kevin If you Google Ryan O'Flanagan, Ryan goes to Hollywood, I think you'll get a good taste of his work. Uh, That's how I found him. Uh, I think he's been killing it lately with his videos. He's doing these little videos in his apartment during the quarantine or the Quarantimes, as he calls it. Uh, I was really fascinated to to pull back the curtain on this one a little and kind of see who's behind these uh, hilarious characters that make me laugh so hard. Um, I think Ryan is actually a really interesting guy, super nice, very down to earth. I had a great time interviewing him and uh, he was very kind, answered all my questions. Uh it's also interesting hearing about what goes on behind the scenes on some of these TV shows and the making of these videos. So enjoy it. Hello, Ryan.
1: Hey, how's it going, man?
0: Good. How are you?
1: Pretty good, pretty good.
0: <laughs> all right. Nice, so, nice
1: and quarantined.
0: Nice and quarantined. Yeah, so what you were you doing? You were uh you had to change the time a little bit. Did you have an audition or something exciting or?
1: No, I got it just a lot of people asking me to just uh, shoot things for for free for them.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. Like they know I
1: love making content. They had to shoot this little uh, web series for my friend real quick.
0: Oh, okay. This is in addition to your own stuff in the Dead Kevin. This is another one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just just cranking stuff out. There's uh, nothing else. There's there's no excuse not to now.
2: Right.
0: I used so- to, I
1: used to be able to say ah, I can't. <laughs>
0: So, how did you socially distance as you make these videos, or how does that work? You figure small gatherings are okay. Yeah, that one,
1: that one was just filming on my own. I just sent it to them, and everyone just kind <clears> of <throat> plays their own part in their own uh, neighborhood. Just sends it in. So oh, cool! I was able to do that one on my own.
0: Can't wait to see yeah. that one. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, I became a fan because of the probably because a lot of same uh, people uh, become a fan of the same thing. The Ryan goes to Hollywood video, uh, and so I'm I'm coining the term. Yeah term been coined before. Oh, I'm an O That's what I'm, I'm coining that term. If it has not <laughs> been, uh, there you coined. go, you coined it. Yeah, well, there we go. Awesome. <laughs> so this interview should be a lot of fun. We're going to, I want to go over your background and your career climb, basically your whole life story, try to do it in about an hour or so. So, um, I, this is interesting. I, I did cool. my, my research here. I found out that you're actually, you were at least, I don't know if you still are, but you used to be a little bit of a loner. You prefer to be by yourself. Your parents are very quiet, very introverted. And you were kind of a nervous kid. That kind of surprises me. Have you kind of feel like you've grown out of your shell a little bit now? Or do you still feel like you're that way?
1: Heck yeah, I mean, I'm definitely still, a, you know, I live by myself, which I like. I do like being alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially during times like these. I mean, I got some friends that just have like nightmare roommates. And I'm like, oh, God, I'd much rather yeah. just be going through this alone. But, yeah, but I was definitely, yeah, I was a pretty I was a shy kid. I had a stutter. I had a really bad stutter when I was yeah. a kid, and that kind of. Dumped my speech a little bit, so maybe a little bit shy. But yeah, I kind of started coming out of my shell a little bit in high school and college.
0: Yeah, so you, you know, were I'm so stand up and stuff. Yeah, you were so nervous in grade school that you get so nervous you actually throw up.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Crazy. Is, yeah, I
1: man. Most oh, like third and fourth grade. I think definitely fourth grade. I had this teacher that was uh, yeah. very strict. And looking back now, man, I'm grateful for all that you know she taught me. But she was uh, really strict. Yeah, she used to wear these. These jackets with these big shoulder pads, like intimidating <laughs> woman. Who, I think I saw her again as an adult. And I was, when I was like in high school and she was like, she was like five foot one or something. She's like <laughs> tiny little. When I was a kid, I thought she was so terrifying. Yeah, yeah, she used to make me so nervous. I would just, I would just throw up in the middle of school.
0: <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, I'm trying to paint this picture. Like I'm putting it all together. You, like you said, you had a stutter until middle school and, and you had a hard time talking and then you also said that in sixth and seventh grade, you had to wear this like retainer thing called a Frankel. And you've also said that you used to get yeah. poison, poison Ivy a lot. I'm trying to picture this all and you wore orange pants. I'm like, I'm trying to picture all this together. I'm just thinking like you got the shit beat out of you or did you get bullied or teased at all when you were a kid? I, just,
1: I, get, I got bullied when I was Really? Young. I was in like first grade or second grade. I think I, okay. one of the older kids in the school. It's like a third or fourth grader he used to used to hang me upside down uh, on the playground because I liked Power Rangers. He used to pick <laughs> me up. He's very strong, I guess. But he used to pick me up on the playground and uh, in front of everyone, and all his friends would laugh and stuff. Until my mom had a word with us. My mom told us to, to knock it off. Yeah. And when a mom tells you to knock it yeah. off, you knock
0: it off. Like you said, when you're little, like, the adults time. seem big. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, then,
1: exactly.
0: But you kind of grew out of that. You you went into high school and you decided you're gonna. Try out for the football team. Um and you know, eventually mm-hmm. it, it sounds like you probably did pretty well, but that freshman year, you had a funny story. Can you tell the story uh the football cup story that you told on another podcast? I thought that was a really funny story.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember one time I lost my cup. I don't remember I I couldn't find my cup for practice. Uh and I and I uh, came back after practice and one of the like the the worst guy on the team was a guy that no one liked. He was really jacked. Fourteen-year-old somehow, but he yeah, had found my cup, and I had gotten at at uh, Sports Authority. I think well, was admittedly a small cup. It was smaller than everyone else's <laughs> cup because it was the only cup that I had never worn a cup before. I didn't yeah. know, you know. And you said the big ones the like pushed
0: against your thighs or something.
1: Yeah, they hurt. I don't yeah. want a huge. cup. I don't need a huge cup. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't have that much going on down there. I just have a small cup that. uh, you know, it doesn't chase my leg so much. And I came back, and he was just holding it up there, He goes, "Who's Cup? Is this Cup?" I don't think I ever admitted to it, but I remember the guys like <laughs> passing it around and just laughing at it. Oh shit! <laughs> and I was just sitting there, like, "Yeah, who's Cup is that?"
0: <laughs> That's crazy. But you ended up being the homecoming king of high school, so you end, you must have grown out of all this awkwardness and turned out to be a pretty cool guy in high school, right?
1: I guess, yeah, yeah. By the time yeah, I think the thing is, uh, my my senior year, I. We had a school uh, news program that would air. Uh, I think it was once a week on like Fridays. I think it would be a news around the school, which is always like n- nothing interesting. But uh, the first week of the year, I, I uh, hosted it, I was, like the anchor. And then oh. it was, uh, you know, really goofy and fun. And then the class decided to just let me be the anchor every week and then have a different, uh, different co-host every week. So I became kind of the anchor of this really silly school news program that people seem to finally like. Because for years the school, I had like a news program that was really just lame and just telling stories about the volleyball team and made the playoffs And it was just like really boring stories. Libraries being renovated and stuff.
2: But so me were, and my
1: friends used to go yeah. out and just try to find more interesting, weird stories and try to make them funny. And then the news became kind of fun in the school. And so were you doing
0: characters of, or were you just doing funny stories? Or are you kind of doing like a talk show kind of stuff? Or what was the format?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was just No characters or anything, just just, uh, straight up anchorman style on the news. Hmm. And uh, yeah, they had like a nice news desk with a a green screen and stuff. And just trying to make like a a silly kind of parody of of news.
0: And that's kind of when you decided that's what you wanted to do forever was make funny videos, right?
1: I think, yeah. Sometime around there, (laughs) I just like, I had a lot of fun being in front of camera. I used to make videos with my friends in high school for, for a school project and for extra credit and stuff and right. make little 10 minute videos and stuff. And I think that's when I decided I wanted to be an actor and then majored in, in theater in college. Right. And I got the ball rolling there. So who are you still, still working on it?
0: Yeah, no, you're doing really well. Who are your early influences? You said Ben Stiller, Jim Carrey, Jack Black, Norm MacDonald. Um, were you a fan of like Sandler, Adam Sandler and, and Chris Farley? I feel, I see a little bit of Chris Farley in some of your stuff. Do you, were you a fan of his?
1: Definitely, yeah, I do get that a lot, especially like the the Dead Kevin stuff. That's very, uh, I kind of took on this kind of loud, uh, screaming, angry kind of character <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> right, and Dead yeah. Stuff. And uh, even some of the other guys in, in the group would say that I was kind of the, the Farley of the group. I kind of, I kind of missed the Farley boat as a kid. I definitely was okay. was on board with Adam Sandler and, and Waterboy and and stuff like that. But I definitely missed the Farley boat till till later in life. Uh, I wish I had been more of a fan earlier. But yeah, I didn't really start following Farley till uh, I lived out here in LA and my friends kept telling me that I was acting like him and reminded them yeah. of, of him. So
2: okay. yeah, it's kind
1: of, kind of new to the Farley, gotcha. Farley world.
0: Yeah. You might, you're probably maybe a little too young to, to see that. And then there wasn't YouTube probably back then when you were super, when you were younger. Uh, right. but yeah, yeah. Then like just, you said, you yeah, you went to, you went to Boston college, you majored in theater, you did some Shakespeare and then you wanted to do stand up because of Dane Cook. And you, you saw his special Vicious Circle, showed him backstage. You thought it looked really cool. And so you tried yeah. doing kind of like you, and you were kind of a Dane Cookish, as you say, stand up when you started, right?
1: I was. But I didn't realize it. I was just, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really watch too much stand up until I, you know, he, he became real popular around the time I was in like high school, uh, early college. And I remember just, yeah, watching him. It was Vicious Circle. Mm-hmm. special, or he's at Madison Square Garden, I think it is, and it's like a, you know, kind of, uh, you know, it's like sold out, and, the, and the, before the show starts, yeah, they show him backstage getting pumped up, and they're, and they're chanting his name, they go,
2: dang, dang, dang,
1: and I was like, yeah, I've never thought of stand-up as being such a cool, kind of a, almost like a rock concert, yeah. and I uh, thought, man, stand-up is really cool, and that kind of inspired me to, to try it, but he was really the only stand-up I, I watched at the time.
0: Really? So you um, didn't watch any stand up like growing up in like middle school or high school or anything?
1: Not really. Maybe huh. just a few like uh here was like Comedy Central Half Hours. I remember watching okay. Tommy John again and, and Christian Finnegan and Jeff Dye and guys like that. But yeah, you know, he was the first guy of huge names I kinda of followed and I didn't realize it but I was very much uh like uh copying his style when I was <laughs> first starting out on stage and uh and I, But the first time I ever did stand-up was I entered this uh, comedy competition in Providence, Rhode Island. Right. And it was uh, three rounds. And I made it to the finals uh, just based on bringing a bunch of friends to every show. Mm-hmm. I think I was pretty terrible. But uh, my family, I had a bunch of family and friends who would come out and support. That was back when people used to come out and support. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, every once in a while, a few friends would come my, on my own at this point but yeah back then it'd be i'd have like 30 friends there from my high school would show up and, and which must have been so annoying for the other comics that, yeah that's oh, what you're saying that must have been, like, but that's how yeah, kind of you mean, win those so things
0: mad. right isn't that you kind of have to bring a lot of people because isn't that based on the crowd cheering and stuff
1: yeah, yeah 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 that's why i was like making it to the finals back then it was just like yeah cheering crowd crowd applause making you know moving on to the next round I was moving on to the finals I thought I was good at at stand-up but I was definitely not (laughs) I remember one of my friends coming up to me after the show and just being like were you were you trying to be Dane Cook and I was like no I was just that was my own material you know I couldn't really tell the difference between material and you know style and cadence Mm -hmm. so I was like no I wrote all those jokes that's all mine he's like oh I thought you were like trying to be like Dane Cook and at the time, I honestly took it as a compliment. <laughs> like, wow, he thinks I'm he thinks I'm like like Dane Cook. Wow, I'm like, nah, that's actually a, a huge problem. Yeah, I can't imagine the other comedians, the seasoned older comedians that were in that contest who were probably been doing it for ten years and were probably really good, but didn't yeah. bring any friends out, and this eighteen year old Dane Cook <laughs> impersonator came out and just, yeah. his friends just pushed him onto the finals, and mean, got. I would I would have been so pissed if that happened to me.
0: Now. <laughs> so yeah, you must have had somewhat of an ego enough to go, well, I'm moving to LA. So you moved to LA, and this is crazy. You <laughs> had an 81-year-old roommate that you met on Craigslist, and not only was he mm-hmm. your roommate like you guys shared an apartment, you shared a fucking bedroom with this guy. An 81 81- and you guys didn't even have yeah. a bed. You slept on the fucking carpet, but it was cheap. <laughs> it was only 463 a month, and you did that for an entire year i don't know how the hell you did that how does this guy he's 81 how do you go through life and not own a bed that far i mean i get it like you just came out of college but how did this guy not have a bed like
1: yeah he was he was one of the most interesting people i've ever met you know, like when i first yeah i met him on Craigslist, and i think we, we talked on the phone once uh, so i heard his voice and when i heard his voice i realized oh he's like an older i thought he was like maybe in his 40s oh yeah. man I was thinking I was thinking that was that was old. I was like, Oh god, I'm gonna believe in this guy in his forties And then uh so I arrive at his apartment, and he opens the door and I was like, Oh my god He's this eighty one year old man, he's missing a bunch of teeth and he brings me in. First thing he does he sits me down at this at this dining table that he has. It's got like an overhead light right above it, like an interrogation pad is <laughs> set up and he sits me down and he goes and he goes, uh the, the lease is only four months. After that people usually wanna get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I was like All right, four months, I can do four months, and I'm, and every every wall is completely covered, floor to ceiling in boxes. He was a full blown hoarder, like straight out of the TV show.
0: But he there's, didn't have a bed. Boxes. That's what's so fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, well, I can't just get one bed. Yeah, he slept on a pile of three blankets. Okay, uh, so I guess it was better for his back to sleep on the floor. He gave me an air mattress, which is nice. I oh. still have it, actually. I still use it sometimes when <laughs> I go okay. camping and stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he used to. I used to. We used to sleep perpendicular. I used to sleep <laughs> at his feet. <laughs> he was wild. He would he would stay up later than me. I don't know what he was doing. He would just be on his computer all night. Right. He told me he was an accountant. I don't know what that really meant. Huh. Uh, and, and but he was he was bizarre. But I was thinking. I, I mean, that's why I'm so grateful to be in the position I'm at now, yeah. living situation wise, living by myself. I got a one bedroom here. Nothing special, but I'm so glad that I have just a place to... Imagine if coronavirus hit while I was living with that Oh, guy. my
2: God, so I'm yeah.
1: stuck in, in a room with him for a year, whatever this is going to be. Was it a so, I Was, I it, a, just had to was it a
0: studio apartment, or why didn't like one of you sleep in the bedroom and one of you sleep in the living room or something?
1: He. It was actually a two-bedroom apartment that had a, a living room, kitchen, downstairs, and upstairs was me and him in one room, and then these two video game testers in the other room and i oh. never spoke to them at all oh okay they just had their door locked and they were just like playing video games for the entire year that i lived there so <laughs> it was never actually four
0: of them. you living there then
1: yeah four of us wow. we had we had one like wire shelf with uh with four shelves we've got a shelf to put our food on in the kitchen and we just made it work somehow for a year
0: so and was this the year where you did three open mics a night and, you, and then you go to the gym until 2 a.m
1: yeah man i think yeah and the living situation i think was part of it too because i just wanted to be gone sure yeah thing. but yeah it's a i work a full-time job just doing temp stuff data entry and then do a bunch of open mics and then i'd go to the gym super late and get home at like 1 32 o'clock and i was just just trying to not be home as much as I could. Right. It's so depressing being there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a brutal year, but yeah, I think mean, I'm glad I went through it. it yeah. A, a character building year. Absolutely. So is that
0: <laughs> the, and you, I, I read you did 820 or I think you said 820 open mics in one year. I mean, that's like, is that a record? Yeah, I mean, that's like, like a that. record. I, I've never heard of anyone else. <laughs> you talked to a lot of comedians. It Have might. you told that story to anyone else? That's like have you, how's you beat? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, people definitely, were, I still, I mean, I still am friends with a lot of the people that I, that I met in that year. So I was just go, going, so, and a lot of people were going really hard. I don't know about yeah. 800, but a lot of people were working so hard and we would just see each other at so many multiple open mics a night doing the same jokes over and over in front of each other. But for whatever reason, I was just like, I was pretty scared about living in LA and being far from home and not having a lot of friends. And I just, I think, Part of the, in the back of my mind, I just I just thought the only thing I can really do about this is just work as hard as I can and just try to get my name out there and make make this, you know, if, if I'm not working as hard as I can, then I might as well just go back home, you know? Right. But I did consider yeah. doing for a while, but uh, I'm glad I ended up staying. Yeah, yeah. Just I worked uh, way too hard. Now I'm the complete opposite. I don't work hard (laughs) at all.
0: (laughs) Well, you powered through, and then some of that hard work paid off right away. You got you met some friends, uh, Jack and Ahmed, and you guys started the the Dead Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin sketch group. You you wanted to call it Laser Show, but that was shot, so they called it Dead Kevin. (laughs) Um, And that's yeah, I did want
1: to call it Laser Show.
0: Yeah, so that and then that was uh, you guys had a pilot that you wrote for Comedy Central, and that was kind of like scripted, but that was not how you guys usually did the sketches, right? So is it mostly unscripted or do you just have like ideas that you kind of, uh, come in with and then just kind of work off the cuff?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, pretty much all of our sketches are, are improvised. Uh, some of which we think, we think of, you know, the the idea before, beforehand, and then we just make it work. And a lot of times we'll just get together without having any ideas, Hmm. smoke some weed and brainstorm. Um, but yeah they're almost all uh improvised so when on the few occasions that we've had to write sketches for comedy central or for funny or die and stuff like that they'll do like a quick series with us and we have to send an actual script it's just uh we don't know what the hell we're doing we, we do our best <laughs> and then always without fail every time we film it it just does not stick to the script at all uh oh. because we just uh, kind of have fun hanging out and trying to make each other laugh and stuff. Yeah. 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 That comedy central thing was tough. I mean, it was us and uh, two other writers that our, our managers hooked us up with. And so so five of us total trying to write this pilot when we're not really good at writing at all. I don't <laughs> think. That was kind of a, a, yeah, kind of our first foray into that was the first pilot I ever wrote. And it was a, uh, yeah, kind of far with it, you know, they got paid yeah. to write it, which is cool, but so, it was, uh, yeah, and then you have to, you have to hard. pitch,
0: yeah, you have to pitch the show to them, so is that kind of like going into Shark Tank, like there's a bunch of guys with suits that you're trying to, like, sell the show to them, basically, or?
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, the five of us would go in, I think we pitched to a few different places, Comedy Central and FX, and well, it might have been early days of Hulu, too, and mm. Hulu was kind of getting started, and, and uh, TV Land and stuff, and Comedy Central was the only one that liked it. Okay, all those, and uh, but we have a good relationship with them, so we had a pretty pretty good feeling about them.
0: So did they, uh, yeah, they? Yeah, they
1: said, yeah, they just paid us to write the thing, and they gave us a few different rounds of notes, and we hmm. kept sending, and they, they kept saying it was too too stupid, it was too unbelievably stupid. <laughs> uh, no no three people could possibly be this stupid, but that's you know that's our sense of humor.
2: Yeah, and no. ultimately
1: they ended up passing on it, as if uh, I never got to shoot it or anything, but. it a fun experience to get to write
0: it. But so how does that work? Cause like some of them, some of the dead Kevin sketches are on like your dead Kevin YouTube. And then some of them are on comedy centrals, uh, YouTube channel. So are those the ones that they, that they paid for? Like, and did they, did they bring in a camera crew or do you guys still just use your own cameras or how's that work? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those comedy central ones, that was a different thing than the, than the pilot. That was just, uh, I think that was, yeah, that was before the, a year or two before the, the pilot situation, I think 2012, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, when Comedy Central was kind of trying to get this new platform off the ground, Comedy Central uh, Studios, mm. Comedy Central Digital or something, which okay. was at the time was like com slash studios, which yeah. is kind of, I think it was before a lot of the, the apps started really taking off, uh, before the Comedy Central's Instagram and Snapchat were really a thing. They were still trying to get their website going yeah uh, but this was kind of i think the tail end of of that kind of uh world of people going to websites to watch content before everything was on apps now but yeah they just didn't they uh they put them up on their their youtube and their website and on their website they didn't really do well at all sure they would get some, some of the videos would get like 80 views or something like that <laughs> total because i'm like yeah no wow. one no one's going to comedycentral.com right. like, yeah. slash uh, but yeah, but now everything they put on their Instagram and Facebook, we you know, hundreds of thousands of views. They kind of figured it out. But um, yeah, So, But yeah, those sketches they would have uh, some of their team come oh. over and uh, they had like some lighting and okay. a sound guy, which we've never. Our our sketches are famously bad for sound, but <laughs> so it's, kind of sure. uh, <laughs> it's kind of part of our. It's kind of part of our allure.
2: Yeah, but, no. uh, yeah, it was
1: cool to have them. Then they they let us use our regular camera guy too to help to help out. Oh, okay. And, that's direct cool. and stuff so yeah it's kind of collaborative effort
0: then do you still do you still get like royalties from that or is it just like you got a flat rate and then they just get all the rest
1: yeah that was just a flat rate I forget what it was probably something paltry
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> but it was cool especially at the time when i kind of new to stand up and
2: sure yeah finally
1: got to, we got to have comedy central attached to something that we're doing it felt really cool like growing up watching that network and stuff
0: yeah. And then, so in the, you're doing stand-up, you're doing dead Kevin. And then is this around the time you're starting to do commercials too? Like I saw you in a Taco Bell commercial. You had like, I think an internet commercial that's gotta be a pretty yeah. lucrative yeah. gig, right? I mean, that's cool. Cause like you can come in and work a day or two and then, and then does that get a royalty? Like every time they play the commercial or is that usually a flat rate as well?
1: Yeah. Commercials are definitely uh, where the money's at. You can get a, mm. a national commercial. I didn't start, I don't think I got my first commercial. So, maybe 2015 or something. Okay. And I haven't done too many. maybe seven or eight, three of which I've had Taco Bell though, for some reason. <laughs> Taco Bell, just I have a real Taco Bell look about me. <laughs>
0: um, Do you like Taco but, Bell? Or are you a fan of Taco Bell? Like legitimately? I am. I yeah. am. Oh, that is good yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I remember
1: one, one of them, one of them I had to actually eat uh, a bunch of Taco Bell and that, you know, spit it out in between takes. But yeah. That was, uh, well, I was absolutely disgusted by it by the end. <laughs> And my mouth was totally burnt because they needed, like, the seeds oh. to be coming off of the cheese and stuff. Oh, but actually uh,
2: But, yeah, commercials
1: are certainly, certainly where it's at. Unless you can get on, like, a TV show or something. Know, most of my friends that are, you know, at kind of my level that are getting yeah. by on their own or getting by on commercials, you know, unless you can book something huge. But Well, when you said yes, Yeah, they're, they're the way to go.
0: When you said yes to do this podcast, I was like, I got to tell him, and I'm sure you've been told this before, like you should be on on Saturday Night Live and then come to find out (laughs) you auditioned for Saturday Night Live. Um, You had a tape of you doing uh, uh, those Magellan commercials, Jellin. Are you Jellin? You kind of had a Mm -hmm. a spoof of that that you did at Stand Up at the Laugh Factory. And one of the SNL people saw that and they uh, submitted it to the SNL people or whatever um, so then you had to do a tape. Can, do you want to tell this story? I'll let you tell this Because you, you tell the story and I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, oh, this is so fascinating. Like all the <laughs> steps you had to go through. And then like, you know, obviously you didn't get it because otherwise you probably wouldn't be doing my podcast right now. But it's a cool story either way. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> I would. Oh, you would? Really?
0: Cool. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was bizarre. I've never thought about really being on SNL. I don't really do. I can't. I'm, I'm terrible at accents. I'm pretty... I do, like, characters and stuff for my sketches and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I can't do accents. I can't, I don't do, like, voices and stuff. I'm pretty talentless when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, did you uh, try to do that? Have you have tried had...
0: to do the, because you you said your tape had six or seven characters, so did you, I mean, and you kept moving through the, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I would try to do a couple of them that uh, would have, like, accents and then. I send in a version to my manager and she'd be like, let's, let's take those out. Those are pretty bad.
2: <laughs> but, uh,
1: but then, yeah, I ended up being like a, yeah, so they saw that, that video and they had to, they made me send in a tape. It was a five minute tape of characters. Um, and then my, I think my manager at the time recommended that I do like three and a half minutes of characters and then a minute and a half of this joke that I would do that was, that she really liked. And I, I think she thought that they really liked it too, for for whatever reason, I don't really know. And uh, I sent them the tape, and, and they liked it. And they had me do a uh, a showcase here in L.A. That that Lorne Michaels was going to come to, uh, at I think it was at I.O. West out here in L.A. And it was a real packed audience, like an SNL showcase. And a bunch of people that ended up being on SNL were were, were, were there. But
0: didn't uh, like first John you,
1: was there and Noel? Yeah. Will.
0: But didn't first you go? To, they flew you to L.A. to have drinks with the uh, producers and stuff. And you said Seth yeah, Myers never, was that that, that one? A,
1: yeah, I forget the, yeah, I forget the timeline. Maybe that was, yeah. And I then you said, yeah. Then,
0: and then there was a showcase. On my birthday. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And you were happy but stressed yeah, out.
1: I, yeah, I was stressed out because I was like fighting with my girlfriend at the time. And she like had big plans for my birthday. And she was going to be so upset that I had to like leave. And I was like calling them, and was like, does it have to be this weekend? Because like me and my girlfriend are not doing well. And <laughs> I really just wanted to hang out with her this weekend. Your girlfriend wasn't happy that you were auditioning
0: for Saturday Night Live? <laughs>
1: she was, she, she it was. It was a weird time. We, okay. don't, have to, we don't have to go there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they flew me out just for like drinks with some of the producers and Seth Meyers, who's a very nice guy, and uh, some of the writers and stuff and a couple of other people that they were kind of auditioning. And, yeah, the group, maybe 10 of us just went out and got drinks and just hung out. And I don't know what was really accomplished, I guess, to see if we, gelled and stuff yeah I, I don't know if we did i hope so but uh yeah then the showcase in la happened and lauren michaels was there he's dead center there's like a light in his don't oh. think like he's meant to but there was this light <laughs> right on him right in, the, right in the center of the crowd
0: are you nervous and uh
1: yeah i was i was pretty nervous but i was pretty i have no idea what jokes I did, but i did really well everyone did everyone did really well and then, and then they, they, and then I think, yeah, I think after that they flew me out
0: back to New York to for New a York screen York test
1: again for a screen test. Yeah. yeah, on the stage, on the SNL stage. And they had these two rows of kind of like a panel that was like Lauren Michaels, Seth Myers, a bunch of the writers, John Mullaney, right? Maybe John Mullaney. Yeah, it's about like 12 people or so um, just watching in complete silence while you do your showcase on stage. And it's very awkward. Yeah. And they, they put so much pressure on you, and you got had, you had to go through hair and makeup, too. It was, just, it was just really nerve wracking. And then uh, then I think they were auditioning. At this point, there's maybe like eight or nine people left at this point uh, that they're considering. And they ended yeah. up hiring like five of them. That five, was the year man. they hired Brooks Wheelan and John Millheiser and Noel Wells. Kyle Beck Mooney. Bennett, and Kyle Mooney, I think, were the five yeah. that they took. Uh, so I was in like the final eight or 10. And uh, didn't make it. Then we all went out to drinks after, and we're just getting to know each other and whatever. And uh, it's kind but, of this awkward. Yeah, didn't we're you all say we get it? But also,
0: you said that you you think you did pretty well in the audition part, but it was the meetings afterwards where you had to like talk and network and schmooze that you kind of struggled with that. And then you got to meet Lauren Michaels, and you walked into his office, and he's behind his desk, and you walked in, and you said, "Hi, I'm Ryan," and he says, "I know." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and then you said yeah you just, Lauren was a Lauren was a, it's very intimidating
0: sure oh, I'm sure really like yeah it. and you just kept yeah, saying like
1: his, his office
0: yeah you just kept saying like this is cool oh, yeah, this is just so cool. Like, cool yeah
2: <laughs> yeah
1: I couldn't have I'm not the, the best conversationalist, especially when I'm super nervous. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, cool. Yeah, this is cool. Thanks for having me. This really cool. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
1: I mean that must have been surreal a, yeah, to be
0: know, in Lauren Michael's office. You said there's bulletin boards with like the hosts, like Lady Gaga and Eminem and and you were just like kind of yeah, amazed. Yeah. But, just, yeah,
1: yeah I
2: remember
1: I do remember calling that cool. I remember looking at that going, Hey, that's cool. <laughs> he's got his, his desk with yeah, he has his like of like so many pictures on his tiny little pictures on his desk facing him. I don't know. I assume family and friends and stuff. And then yeah. it's a huge like trough of uh, popcorn that he was huh. just eating the whole time we were Weird. talking.
0: What in kinds a, of questions was, very, was he asking you? Cause you've already auditioned. So he's already seen like your, is he just, it's like more like a job interview at this point then?
1: Yeah. It was more kind of like a getting to know you kind of thing. didn't really dig into what I would really bring to the show quite yet, at least mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of just a, uh, getting to know you see if we get along and my background and stuff and what I've been up to and what I've been working on. It was fine. It wasn't, I didn't blow him out of the water, obviously. And then, uh, but then, uh, the next year they called, or they emailed my manager and said, uh, we're going to give Ryan one more chance at SNL, but it's only going to be one more chance. So he can go out this year or he can really hone his audition and stuff and try next year. Hmm. And I said, "Well, I'm just going to do this year. I don't know what's going to happen in a year yeah. from now. Could be a pandemic. Could ruin everything." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So at this point, this is 2014 now, and uh, so I sent in another five minute tape, and they liked it, and they flew me out uh, for meetings with, uh, like the head, the head Booker, I think, just hanging out, getting drinks, and and uh, I was really that. And then I had another meeting with. I don't think I did a stage. Yeah, I didn't go on stage this time.
0: Really? They just there remembered no, from last year or whatever?
1: It must have been yeah, I don't think or oh, maybe I did. I forget. Okay. That's all such a blur. But I do remember meeting this was the year they hired Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, right, yeah. And, yeah. And uh from what I was told there was there was it was down it got down to three people. It was me and Pete Davidson. I think it was Andrew Santino was the third one. Okay. Who was done fine. He doesn't need SNL. <laughs> and uh <laughs> But yeah, I had a second meeting with Lauren, and he—it uh, was him and then two writers who I like had seen. I'd seen one of these guys like on TV a bunch of times. I forget what his name was. So I walk in, and was, so now there's four of us, and so I'm getting kind of grilled by him and these other guys. And this time, he really got into it, like asking about uh, impressions and voices that I can do, and I really just can't do any. So I was just like, Ugh. I was like, yeah. I mean, I tried a couple. I tried a couple, in my my audition tape, but uh certainly something that I can work on. I don't think it's really my strength right now. But <laughs> would love to try and work on it. But I think they were really considering me more for a like a Andy Sandberg kinda just guy's guy, bro kind of yeah. guy. Doesn't really do not not a great impressionist or whatever, right. but just kind of a relatable a relatable dude.
0: Yeah, I think you definitely kinda had a part there and, and done a lot of cool stuff. A lot of the, your videos should be could be on SNL i mean i thought but uh i guess they didn't agree huh
1: <laughs> i guess not but yeah i mean i, I don't know. I, I do still think about that sometimes you know but you know where i where i could have been if i had gotten it but i mean a lot of those people are gone now a lot of the original yeah. crew that they that they hired that year i mean there's such turnover over there but it yeah. sounds like it sounds so stressful everything i hear about it it just sounds like really not me Interesting. i love the uh I see. I would think that would be your paycheck, dream, but I just that's
0: so
2: it's so oh, man.
1: I mean, it's definitely my dream to like make you know videos and yeah. try to make funny sketches. But to that that level is just like constant work. You know, for most of the year, you no know, morning till night. They're just they're just cranking out stuff, and oh man, that sounds like that's a little too much for me. Too I'm much. Stick to my uh, my apartment, do <laughs> sketches for free. <laughs> <All laughs> I don't right. know who I am.
0: Well, so besides the commercials in the SNL uh, audition, then you did land a big role you got this one uh an episode of new girl and that, that was, was that pretty much your first big TV appearance
1: yeah yeah new girl was my first TV thing and that was that, that was the same uh weekend that I was auditioning for SNL. so oh. I think I think I filmed this new girl thing on um, i have been a, a Sunday or a Monday I had to fly back from New York really early I had like a 6 a.m flight out of New York I landed in LA at like nine, and uh, but my part on New Girl was uh, playing a magician, comedy magician. And I had to do all these yeah. magic tricks.
0: Did you know those before, really... or did you have to learn them for the show?
1: No, <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, I had to learn them for the show. Oh, I think shit. in the in the in the audition, I would just kind of like mime it and do these like flourishes, and mm. it was being really silly. And uh, so, I, so they actually Fox had to send a magician to my apartment teach me these tricks no way and so this yeah the magician had to come to my apartment teach me these tricks this is like the day before I was leaving for SNL oh, shit. so I was all like stressed out about that and he comes over with these big like rings and stuff with, yeah. like fake fingers and stuff and he comes over teaching me how to do all this stuff and he's like all right practice this weekend so I had to like practice I was practicing at the airport oh, my I was God. like flying back to New York with my big you know fake metal rings and stuff just practicing my tricks and Got off the straight. Didn't even go home. I went straight from the airport. Took a took an Uber straight to set uh, for new girl, and they were so nice. And that was at least something I could talk about with them, telling them about my adventures in New York. Most, I was grateful to have like a a talking piece. Yeah, so at least seemed like I was kind of doing something with my career. I was trying to talk to Zoe Deschanel, and not seem like a, like a loser. You know?
0: Oh yeah, so you uh, make her laugh, in, laugh in the scene because. I thought I thought you were so funny. I was like, is she like cracking up, or or did you was she just a professional the whole time? And
1: she was great. She was uh she was uh, a uh, she was super friendly. She told me. She said, "You're gonna have your own show someday." Oh like, wow! That's probably probably not true. <laughs> she was super <laughs> nice. Yeah, she was just like like down to just talking between scenes and like fun lines and just joke around. She call me Rye guy," and uh, I was like, man, we could. I'm gonna be friends with i'm gonna be friends with this person Man, did never, you want to date her because
0: in the show you you oh guys god, date but in... oh you
1: <laughs> uh. yeah dude after that after that shoot i was just like smitten for days i was like that that cartoon with like birds flying around in my head oh you know? like, oh my god she's just such a just like beautiful sweet girl yeah. just like a classic american <laughs> like icon girl was
0: she single turned the time, out to be or? super nice
1: no, no, and oh, I didn't know either. Okay, but she uh, at the end of the day, her boyfriend uh, pulled oh. up in this like ridiculously nice car <laughs> with a bouquet of a bouquet of flowers. Oh
2: my god! <laughs> all right, Jesus. Okay, Christ. that's
1: just like he, he probably wins.
2: Oh. Yeah, she was so sweet. She let me take a picture
1: and uh, oh. Yeah, she was. She that's was still awesome. a cool story, though. Jeez,
0: she's a pretty yeah, big yeah. thing. Like yeah, she was, was in first... uh, Elf and all that, and like she's pretty famous.
1: Yeah, yeah a yes, big man, show. with Jim. Yeah, that was my first ever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a bunch of stuff. So, like, that was my yeah, that was my first ever TV thing.
0: That's cool. And then you got to do, I watched this last night. Uh, you were on an episode of Adam Devine's House Party. Now, that guy seems like such a fun guy. I don't know if you're a workaholics fan. I love workaholics. And some of his other yeah. roles, he always kind of plays the same guy. He seems like such a cool guy to hang out with. Like, is he like that off camera? Cause I imagine a lot of people want to like buy him a beer or do drugs with him. Is he, is he like a big partier <laughs> off screen or is it all an act? He's,
1: he's awesome. I've never done drugs with him, but he uh, definitely does drink, which is, you know, he was, we filmed that season in Hawaii, which is ridiculous.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, seasons before that first season was just in LA yeah. I had some friends were on that season and then next season was in New Orleans I was like oh that's cool we got to go to New Orleans I had some friends on that season and my season the one I booked was in Hawaii You I was like wow, wow I got by far the best season that is <laughs> awesome they Hawaii yeah nice resort and then I met Adam and he was like the coolest guy and he we were like we had this like barbecue a uh, kind of luau before uh, before we started the shooting and um, he was like you want to be on my uh, uh, cornhole team He's like picked me out just because I look kind of like I would be good at Cornwall because I guess, I, like, I also look like I eat Taco Bell. Yes, it's kind of the same family. <laughs> you're
2: that, being typecast, Venn
1: diagram is yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we played Cornwall, and I was it's the worst performance of any activity I've ever done in my life. I could not hit <laughs> oh, the board to save my life
2: because you're nervous. Like and I was
1: nervous because uh. i was, I'm also just not good at cornhole. Usually, oh, I'm not like okay. terrible, but this, but this day, I was just like, I was nervous, and I was oh. like drinking, and I was, it was just a nightmare. And we got just destroyed by this this other team. And I was just like, I was like texting my girlfriend. I was like, I just, I just was on Adam uh cornhole team, and I couldn't, I couldn't hit a single one, and I just want to die. I was like, it was such a rough start. But he was just, like, the friendliest guy after that. Oh. I've, I've seen him. Actually, one of my Taco Bell commercials oh. uh, was with him. He was in it. And I just played, like, a, he played himself, and I just played, like, a, a boom operator, like, on set or whatever. Oh. But he, like, yeah, he remembered me. and That's awesome. A super nice guy. And yeah, he follows me on Instagram and likes wow. my stuff sometimes. He's, like, the coolest guy. That's
0: badass. Yeah, been,
1: and then yeah, you... I've met very few celebrities that are, like, that haven't been cool so far. Yeah. same, same also, I year. Met that many. But.
0: Yeah. I know all the podcasts yeah. I've done. I've always like, I always thought, cause I worked in education for years. So I always thought, um, you know, half the teachers I work with are so nasty and mean. And I always thought celebrities were like big, you know, big dicks and real cocky, but they're like, most of the celebrities I've had on my podcast have been like super nice. And like over the, almost like over the top nice where I'm like, why you don't have to be this nice. you you could be like an asshole if you <laughs> wanted, but like, they're like down to earth. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, exactly. moving along in your career, then you get your, another kind of a big break, I'd say would be American vandal. The season one, it's a uh, produced by uh, funny or die people. This is such a funny premise. Somebody drew dicks all over the, these teachers cars, speaking of schools. And so it's kind of like a crime. I know the producer that he didn't want to call it a mockumentary, but it's basically a mockumentary. Um, and you got this role because you met a guy on a train who just happened to be a fan of your work. And had you audition. So, how long did you work on that series? Because I know you're in like seven or eight episodes, but how long does it take to make those seven episodes?
1: Yeah, that that yeah, it's true. I did meet the the director on a train after a music festival, and he yeah, he knew you know my sketch group did yeah, and, and I kind of called me out and found me on Facebook after. and was like, hey, that was me on the train going to audition for this Netflix thing I'm working on. I did i honestly didn't think it was real. I yeah, it was, you
0: thought like, he was full of shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought he was just making something, and he was going to try to send it to Netflix. I'm sure a lot of people just exaggerate, like, "No, it's going to yeah. be a Netflix." <laughs> thing. But uh, yeah, I went in and audition, and it was only—I was—I was only on set for maybe two or three like days. Wow. Uh, yeah, kind and they kind of spread those because most of my stuff is just one-on-one kind of interview yeah, in the classroom. I true. play a history teacher, so so they just cut that up and put it into a few different episodes. So there's only two huh. two or three uh, different settings that I'm actually in, in the whole show, maybe four. But yeah, we were able to bang those out within so a couple of days. So I don't know how long shooting. Shooting probably only took like a couple of months.
0: Yeah, um, and so you got to, he I, let you ad-lib your lines because obviously he was a fan of your improv comedy, but are the other cast members, are they ad-libbing as much or is it mostly just you that got to ad-lib? Because in my opinion, you kind of stole the show in that regard.
1: I Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know how much. I went to the rest of the show, I assume a lot of it. It's Jimmy Tatro, I think, they probably let him let him run wild. But, Which one was he? Uh, was you know, he the main guy?
0: Different... Or was he the yeah, yeah, Dylan Maxwell? Yeah, that kid was funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I didn't I didn't know what to think when I, I thought that he was cast in that role. I know that he had like a big YouTube following, but I did not really know much oh, about him.
0: I didn't know. He that ended either. up being
1: so great in that role. Yeah. He's another he's another guy that's really awesome.
0: Was it your idea uh, and, uh, to do the uh, the Snapchat where you're smoking this Cuban and hover- doing the hoverboard? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that was not my idea. Oh, Okay. They just, yeah, anything anything they wanted to, to have me do, I was so down for. it. Yeah, they, they uh, one of the directors came to my into my apartment that day with a hoverboard and a cigar and just got his phone out. So I was just filming you just being an idiot. I was just like <laughs> right outside my apartment building. Did um, you? Yeah, that was a, a lot of fun to to film because you... I was, became such. Friends with uh, the, the director and producer that kind of just let me have fun with it.
0: Right. No. Did you did you add the the line where you said uh, about the teacher? You said, "Oh, I'm gonna. She's probably gonna go buy food for 56 cats." And he's like, and then you said, "Actually, she's married to a doctor, and he drives a really nice Mercedes." <laughs> Was that all ad libbed? That sounded like totally like you just <laughs> made that up. Or... <laughs>
1: I forget how much, I mean, yeah, so much of it was just kind of written. If it wasn't ad-libbed, it was definitely written like on the spot okay. or the, the director kind of feeding me lines off camera. I forget what that one was.
0: That's awesome. So this producer, he becomes a fan of you. You guys go to the rap party. And at this point, you had just done the the Ryan Goes to Hollywood, which got shared a ton. That's how I found you. Um, do you know Fahim Anwar? Mm-hmm. He shared it. I don't know if
1: you I guys. Do. Yeah.
0: Are, have you guys ever done a project together?
1: Is that, is that how you found it? Through Fahim? Yeah.
0: I, I remember
1: Fahim him sharing it. I remember that was, I think that was, it got shared by like a, a bunch of people that first couple of days it came out. And yeah. I, I specifically remember Fahim sharing it and I was so happy because I just think he's like the funniest guy. I was like, oh, Fahim just shared yes. it. That's so cool. I was, I and didn't, he doesn't I didn't share not, anybody's he's always, stuff. He's always nice to me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just like a very nice guy, but I didn't know if he thought I was like funny at all. But when he shared that, I was like, oh my god, I felt so validated. That's
2: yeah, right. That's
1: specifically remember that moment. That's funny. That. That's how you found it. Yeah, you guys. Have so, yeah, you guys ever done guy. a project?
0: You guys should do a project. If you two could do a project together, I think it would be amazing. Even just one video. I, I, I want to see that happen somehow. I don't know how.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as, as all this quarantine is over, I am going to hit him yeah.
0: up. So, but anyway, so the American, yeah, awesome. the American Vandal guy, the producer, you talked to him about uh, about that video at the rap party. Can you can you explain to the people who? Or in the business, like what is it like to go to a rap party? Is it as glamorous as it sounds? Is it pretty cool? Is it like secret kind of thing? Or is it just it's just like a regular party?
1: Yeah, I think it was just I mean, I haven't been to I mean it's like really the only one I've ever been to, but it was uh it was cool that this kind of fancy bar a lot of people are are dressed. You know, pretty nice. I I was I was not. I think I was I think I was underdressed, <laughs> if I recall correctly. Okay. I'm usually underdressed at these things. Okay. Was uh, wearing like a, just a button down or something, but uh, yeah, I went and it was yeah, the whole cast and I mean a lot of people didn't really know who I was because I was kind of most of my scenes were filmed just by myself talking to uh, the camera. Yeah. So I, I didn't. I hadn't met. I hadn't met like a, a lot of the rest of the cast. But then after they kind of saw some of the footage from the first couple episodes, then they knew who I was. And they were like, "Ah, oh, hey, you're the history teacher. I've never you in the scripts and stuff. Then I became friends with a bunch of people. But uh, yeah, the head, head of whatever content, that at Funny or Die was there. Cause Funny or Die produced American Vandal. And uh, I had just a couple days ago, or maybe even the, the day before, I just put out that, that Hollywood video. And uh, just on my regular face, I didn't have a fan page or anything at this point. I just put it on my personal facebook page and i uh, ended up getting like 180 thousand hundred and eighty thousand views i think in the first day which i yeah. was like oh my god at that time i was yeah that was insane for me and i was like holy crap i've never put out a video it's gotten this many views in just like a day wow. on my own personal it's like yeah i put it out for my friends to see at this point most of my videos would get like three or four hundred views you know if i put them out just like these silly things and then uh so yeah i ended up talking to that guy who worked at funny or die and i was like, hey man i uh I put out this video yesterday. I got a whole bunch of views. Uh, and a lot of people are asking me to do another one. I was, you know, if you guys want to work together, maybe that's something I could, I could send it to you. If you like it, maybe we could make another one. And they said, yeah. So I, I sent it to them and they said, all right, well, let's do three of these and see how they do. Uh, in like in different cities that I was at for various reasons. I think I had three cities that I was going to go to coming up for stand-up shows. Um, Perfect. There were DC, DC, Reno, and one other one, I forget. Uh, and they, they would gradually, the three, the funnier die would put them out and they were getting more and more views. I think the third one was Reno and that one got really blew up and got, you know, like three million views or something. And then funnier die reached out and all right, let's make uh, a ton more of these. <laughs> they ended up making like 30, 30 something of them. Oh. And yeah, it became kind of, got kind of went off the rails a little bit and started just becoming this ridiculous, uh, Characters. I was just screaming the same catchphrases over and over, and it got old after a little while. But yeah. it definitely got me the the vast majority of the following I have now is, is yeah. from that. So uh, how, so how do you, of, you know.
0: how do you do that with the people around you in the video? Like, do people interrupt you or look at you weird, or do you have to get them to sign, sign a waiver at all if they're in the frame? How does that
1: work? Yeah. <laughs> that was actually a, a big part of the reason why I wanted to stop doing the videos, because they're <laughs> they're very... They're so embarrassing to do (laughs) out in public, just acting like an idiot. And I would wear, I would would find the dumbest hat I could find. I'd wear these really stupid, uh, uh, like sport sunglasses. Folklies, as you call them? And I would just, yeah, 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 right.
2: Fake Oakles. And I would just
1: be like screaming and mispronouncing stuff in public. (laughs) And I would just like scream it and say the line. And then people would look at me. And I'd have to just like, you know, look down, look at my phone, just walk away, walk away real quick. Oh my God. Sometimes if I like, if I got the take wrong or if I, I missed it or something, oh, I have shit. to go back and do it again. It was just like super embarrassing. Uh, and yeah, I remember one time in, in like the, the, the Napa video, there's this, there's just like footsteps on the sidewalk that teach you how to do this dance, some <laughs> sort of a polka or something. Okay. I remember just like in the video, I was just like filming myself kind of just uh, doing this dumb dance, just making a, a dumb face on the sidewalk, making a fool of myself. And then I stop, and I stop recording, and there's just this, 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 like, picturesque, beautiful family on the sidewalk just like, waiting for me to finish so they can get around me. <laughs> Two parents <laughs> and their, like, beautiful children who are just standing there <laughs> looking at me, waiting oh, for God. me to stop filming myself doing this dance. i like, sorry. You yeah, can have a good day. Yeah. so yeah, have... like that. I just got very, very yeah. sick of doing it.
0: Do you use your phone, on a camera phone, or do you have, like, a special camera, actually, or the tripod, or... I mean, because it doesn't. They no, all look just the using same. My phone. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then that's what Funny or Die wanted you to keep keep that same kind of look to go with it.
1: Yeah. 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 Just using my iPhone. I think it was a five at the time. Okay. And now I have a six. <laughs> so I mean, nothing. Nothing has really changed all this stuff I film to this day in my apartment stuff is all just on my iPhone 6 hilarious. front-facing camera so that I can make sure I'm in frame. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've never just done anything with, like, an actual nightstand
0: How did you come up with, like, the catchphrases? Like, are you joking my ass? Is that something you, you said before a lot, or is that something you just created for that video?
1: <laughs> I forget. I think joking my ass I may have said a couple times before.
2: Just
1: okay. Like, maybe with friends once or twice. I thought it was kind of funny. And then I started saying it in the video. I thought it could be just like a funny, because that character, I wanted that character to be just like really excited to be like on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, yeah. And just like this this dumb tourist. He's so excited to be there, but he doesn't know like who everyone is. <laughs> and he just like can't pronounce anyone's name. Right. And so, yeah, I just wanted him to say a bunch of other dumb stuff. I didn't realize joking my ass would become such a, a huge thing. It became like my main catchphrase. And uh, yeah, I mean, to this day, people will say, you know, me and my family, we out there, you joking my ass you know, all the time. I kind of caught on. So that's kind of cool how I kind that's of just awesome. invented a, a thing.
0: Yeah, you mispronounce, <laughs> like, I've never heard anyone call Johnny Depp, John Depp. You call Ben Affleck banana flag. I mean, there's just like, but you just like keep doing it. <laughs> and, it and That's what it is kind of funny when to watch all the different cities, like, because you mispronounce all the different things. There's like that's again is that something that you just come up with off the cuff or do you kind of write some ideas down before you do it or think about it before you record or is it just the camera comes on and then boom it comes to you
1: a little mix of both yeah a lot of it i do i do try to plan beforehand especially like when i was in these new cities i would kind of i used to i would like google the night before i would be like things to see in green bay or whatever so i could kind of bang these out things that might be interesting on camera and I think of a few different mispronunciations, and a lot of them would be sometimes off the cuff if I could think of another weird way of saying yeah. it. It's what, what it kind of sounds like it. But definitely, the the pronouncing things weird and saying the wrong thing is kind of what people seem to like the most. And like all the comments would be people be like, ah, this is my favorite part, was when he said this wrong. Said this wrong. Yeah, people really like a guy that can't pronounce stuff for Yeah. a really. I really strike the chord so I kind of just kept rolling with that oh yeah
0: it was all hilarious so you said that some people were like said that you ripped off uh two people John C Riley's uh I forget the character's name one of the ones that he does and then Kyle Mooney and I so mm-hmm. I watched I was like I was like so sad when I heard you say that and I was like oh my god he he ripped this off so I went back and watched those skits and I was like I don't see what you're ripping off like I I guess I could see a little bit of an influence maybe but I I thought they were totally different
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that happens no matter what I put out. People are just kind of <laughs> like people are always going to be upset about something. But I got yeah, I got a lot of people saying that I was ripping off uh, Doctor Steve Brule, which is the John That's C Reilly was, yeah, character. Doctor Steve, which Hall. I was never into. Which I
2: yeah,
1: I feel dumb because my friends are like super into him, and I just never oh. really watched him, and I've always tried to like get me to and and I put out these videos, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, maybe it's because they, like, showed me a couple of his videos. Maybe that's in the back of my uh-huh. mind. Sometimes they do. I have watched him since, and I'm like, oh, he says, He says like, dang, and he says a lot of just, like, dumb dumb words that I didn't, for, forgot that I was saying. Yeah, oh, man, now I can see. If you're a huge Steve Brule fan and you watch me, you're like, oh, you can probably pick out so many words and cadences that I'm using, but I didn't really – I wasn't yeah, really I, a fan of his at the time. I or thought, yeah, movement.
0: I thought your energy was way different. Like, they're kind of more – like low key, kind of low energy, and you're like over the top. Like, that's why I'd say more like kind of like a Chris Farley. Like, you're just like yelling and like over the top and like more aggressive yeah, yeah. and like more energetic. I don't know. It's interesting. So, when I saw that, I was like, I yeah, don't that's think it's the really the kind of, same. Anyways,
1: yeah, um, that's why I would, that's why I would kind of justify it. It's kind of, he's an excited, he's an excited idiot. He's not yeah. just like a, a bummed out idiot. There's no, a lot of different. That's a
0: idiots. Exactly. It's awesome. So did that, that kind of led to, you had some other stuff, American dad, you did the voice over there. You got it. You did an episode of corporate. Um, you got an episode of Dave, that little Dicky show. Were you a fan of little Dicky, or do you know who that was when you got, when you landed that role?
1: I was, Yeah, I was a huge fan of little Dickie. Oh. This is so, this is uh crazy now. Cause I, yeah, I got a bunch of friends on that show and, and, uh, my friend, Tony, the one that I met on the train who directed American vandal, he, uh, Directed that episode of of Dave, and so he, I had me audition for that role, and uh, yeah, I met Little Dicky through through Tony. Uh, I remember when I when I first landed the uh, American Vandal role, Tony wanted to get drinks with me to kind of talk about the role and his vision for it, my vision for it. a uh, Very professional drink situation. That I was pretty nervous about. And he was telling me about himself and he goes, yeah, I direct like all the little Dicky music videos. I said, you do? I'm a huge little Dicky fan. And now it's kind of, he's, you know, I've hung out with him a, a few different times. He's a nice guy. And it's crazy because I was like a, a huge fan of his long before I was ever, you know, kind of vaguely in his world a little bit. Yeah. It was so cool to be on a show with him, first of all, but also yeah. like, the show is awesome, which I was like, I did not know if it was going to be a, a good show or not, but it is, he's a great actor. Everyone on the show is great. I'm just such a huge fan of the show. It's yeah, I want to watch. Funny. It made yeah. me all cry. It's, a, it's great.
0: I watched your episode and I was like, oh, this is, I mean, your, your role was, you just had kind of a cameo at the beginning, but I watched the full episode and I was like, this is actually like a really good show. I want to watch the rest of the episode. So it was cool. And
1: yeah, then, yeah. That episode in particular <laughs> was crazy. I was like, that's a real emotional, uh, bipolar episode. It's weird that I was in that episode. My role is just like, another dumb guy that comes out of the woods and just says something stupid well it's and it funny gives him those, yeah, like this a serious kind of mental yeah. health issue thing
0: yeah he's doing the uh, the little dicky thing where you know he puts his two fingers down and then he's posing with these gangbangers <laughs> and then it's like, they're doing the same. They're like, Oh, you're doing the little Dickie. And they're like, no, we're doing C for Crips. And he's like, Oh, uh, can we take that yeah. picture down, please? <laughs> I, was, I was laughing. That was yeah, funny. Yeah. That was pretty genius. So, yeah. But then you got your yeah, own uh, your
1: funny moments like
0: that. Yeah. You got your own comedy central special in 2018. That must've been pretty, I mean, that's gotta be one of your biggest goals too, right? To have your own uh, comedy special on comedy central.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. That was, uh, and that was, and They filmed that in New Orleans. I think they filmed all of them in New Orleans all the half hours. Was, uh, yeah, and so, so you went fun. out... I did lose... I,
0: you lost your voice the night before Target. doing karaoke, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. It'll, too much karaoke the night before. I lost my voice. A lot of people say you can't tell. I Honestly, I still haven't watched uh, the, the special. I don't. Yeah. I hate watching myself do stand-up. Uh,
2: but uh, uh, a lot of
1: people say it sounds... Everyone says it sounds fine, but I... I, 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 I Especially after, I mean, I was struggling while filming it. and at, I mean, probably five, ten minutes into the special, I had to just stop and say, hey, listen, my voice keeps cracking. I'm going to be honest. I went out and I did karaoke last night at this bar, and then the crowd just, like, loved that. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I was like, I've got to tell you guys.
0: Were the producers pissed at all, or is that pretty common that they have to kind of edit those things up?
1: No, I mean, I don't think so. I think, every, yeah, everyone at Comedy Central is pissed very very cool and very friendly it's like a lot of good relationships there and so i kind of felt comfortable just like saying that and i mean i was i the, the my the the song that i lost my voice at. i was on stage with a with a comedy central employee so a lot of people were like giving her crap for like putting me in that position i'm like no it's not her fault we both wanted to go up and do evanescence together <laughs> that's and, a hard uh, song yeah, to sing it is and I did I did the girl part too which yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't have uh, used that register. <laughs> but uh, uh but uh, yeah, I was just struggling through the set and my voice kept cracking and giving out and I had to start jokes over and I was trying to drink water and uh, and then uh then after the set, I mean, as, pretty much as soon as that set was over and I walked off stage, I mean, there was just no sound coming out of my coming out of my wow. voice for the whole rest of the night. And it was just just whispering the whole rest of the for the next like 2 days. It was insane i never lost my voice like that before that's well and then and then the next year i had a friend that was out there helping uh, working with comedy central helping with like planning and producing and stuff and I, I forgot she was even in new orleans but she just texted me one day and she just goes uh she goes i'm in new orleans uh with comedy central and everyone here is using you as an example of what not to do <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, responded, I was like what, what oh shit. She was like because oh, you lost your voice i was like, oh, god." <laughs>
2: wow like whoops
1: I'm a, I'm a cautionary tale now. For future and a half hour taping
0: that's hilarious <laughs> so what else have you auditioned for besides snl that you didn't get was there other big roles that you like tv shows or movies that you auditioned for that you were hoping to get that you didn't get
1: yeah i auditioned i actually did audition for uh in dave the role of his uh his like manager best friend oh. that went to andrew santino Okay. And I think he's way better for the role uh, for sure. But I was I was hoping to get that one pretty bad. That was yeah. so
2: cool.
1: And uh, I remember I auditioned for Righteous Gemstones. The role that oh. ended up going to Adam Divine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sometimes I gotta send out on these auditions. That I have, to have no chance at, and I just see these like big names get it. I'm Like, yeah, why not even? Why not even yeah. go out for that? That's but uh, crazy. yeah, stuff like that.
0: Those are big roles. Yeah, that would have been cool to get, but one of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, I didn't. Do, it's a lot of do a lot of commercial auditions that uh, I'll see on TV and be like, yeah, okay, that's, it'll just be like, <laughs> like someone that just looks absolutely nothing like me. It's like, oh, that's what they wanted. That's, oh, that's, why did I audition?
0: <laughs> weird. How many auditions that's do you crazy. have to do yeah. a week as as an actor in LA?
1: It's. I mean, some weeks are completely dead, and other oh. weeks are you know, especially. I mean, now it's obviously everything is everything's yeah. at a standstill, but normally the beginning of the year is uh, pilot season, which is your auditioning for a bunch of network pilots in February and March and April. I think it's kind of when it's all happening. And those mm-hmm. will be, be one or two a week for the course of a couple months. And uh, as far as commercial auditions, I'm lucky. I mean, if it gets busy, I can do sometimes like three or four a week, but then I'll do like an entire, you know, three or four weeks without, without audition. It's very, Comes and waves. So, I mean, I've been, I've been, I've had no auditions for over a month at times and then sometimes Damn. I'm just like completely overwhelmed, so it's super up and down.
0: That's crazy. Have you had to go back to, I know, like you said, you had to quit your job. Well, they, it sounds like they basically fired you cause you had to go do the stand up, and you're like, I'm going to be on the road for a couple of weeks. And they're like, well, then you don't work here anymore. But so then you kind of did Postmates for a little, have you had to go back to Postmates at all? Or are you still able to just live off the royalties and stuff?
1: Yeah, still getting by. Oh, I'm getting unemployment now, which is pretty oh, great. Oh, nice. Gig.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's what I got, too. It's great. Awesome. Good stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, it's the best. Yeah, so, I could I could do this for a while.
0: That's great. But, and then you could just work on your but videos and stuff. Before that,
1: I was, yeah, exactly. Just cranking out stupid content. But, that's
0: amazing. Yeah,
1: I mean, I've been about three years now I've been able to get by. on. Then I I tore a lot for, for stand-up and the occasional acting thing, the occasional commercial, and I've just kind of been able to, Scrape by paying the bills with that and I'm on cameo. Helps a That's little right. Bit. Forty bucks on Cameo, there. not bad. Forty bucks. Nice deal.
0: And then <laughs> so,
1: um yeah, scrape you know, the, by
0: you do the road shows a lot. You've been doing more uh shows on the road, but do you when you're in Hollywood, do you have like a home comedy uh uh theater that you go to? I know Fahim's at the comedy store and some of I seen you at the Laugh Factory on the, some of the mm-hmm. videos Is that kind of your home club or?
1: No, I don't even know if I've been in a Laugh Factory since I did that set. Oh, that's <laughs> like, funny. That was years and years ago. I mean, yeah, Laugh Factory is like they just like, they're just they weirdly exclusive. Oh. But if I did, as the club is my own club. I really like the West Side Comedy Theater, which is where I kind of started out. started out as an intern there. Okay. And that's where I met Dead Kevin. I met them there. I used to host the open mic there for a couple of years. That's uh, the only real club that I perform at pretty regularly. Occasionally the improv, occasionally comedy store. But. Yeah, okay. Westside is definitely where I have like the most friendships. And That's it's a good awesome. club. Yeah. Hey. Support them if you can.
0: Yeah. You had an, I wanted to ask you about this too. I saw this, you posted this the other day. You had a, um, one of those mean tweets from uh, Jimmy Kimmel that you had You had joked about uh, Lisa <laughs> Kudrow. How do you get featured yeah. on, on that? Is that something you just, t- you literally tweeted and then they found it? Or did you have to like, did they ask you to submit something or how does that work?
1: Yeah. That was just a, a random tweet. That was, I think, 2012 i tweeted that and it was just like you know just going through a a weird twitter phase where i'll just just say say uh, something stupid that doesn't make any sense the tweet was i hope everyone has a great day except you lisa kudrow fuck you (laughs) and it didn't even i didn't even tag i didn't even tag at lisa kudrow i just said the name lisa kudrow and the, the joke was just like I was playing a guy that just, for whatever reason, didn't like Lisa Kudrow. Because, <laughs> was like, how can you not like Lisa Kudrow? That was a joke. I think it got like three faves. It was just like this dumb tweet that didn't really make sense. That was kind of what I was doing at the time. Yeah. And uh, then two years later is when it was featured on Kimmel, which I guess they had her as a guest on the show, and they wanted her to read a mean tweet. So they must have had to
2: wow. Google
1: Twitter Lisa Kudrow tweet or something. I don't know how they found it, but That's I'm the only crazy. person who's ever tweeted anything bad about it. Lisa Kudrow.
2: Oh, I remember I was doing
1: some show, yeah, doing some show, and then I uh, got off stage and checked my phone, and my Twitter was just like blowing up. I was like, "What?" And was, that Lisa Kudrow tweet from two years ago was getting all these. Oh my like, Retweets. I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, why are people <laughs> why are people liking this tweet all of a sudden? And I realized I scrolled all the way down to the bottom and realized it was on. Uh, it was on Jimmy Kimmel and, was, and her reaction to it was so cool because she
0: just like laughed. Oh yeah no, that was she so, was so like, funny yeah, though. That, she had fun with it yeah one of the fans or one of her fans or somebody messaged you about it and you're going back and forth and you said that you said you told her to fuck off because she kicked your grandpa on the head and I mean the, if people should go to your Instagram <laughs> that whole exchange is hilarious.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I I got a lot, especially at the beginning, I got a lot of that. And to this day, I still get a lot of people DMing me and messaging me just asking me, what, what's your problem with Lisa Kudrow? Why don't you like Lisa Kudrow? And I'm like, that was a joke from 2012 that intentionally didn't make any sense. And it's just like a silly tweet that didn't make sense. Uh, that was the point of it. But I, yeah, I mean, to this day, I'll get messages like that. But at the beginning, yeah, Friends yeah. Mafia came at me hard. I had a lot of people. Coming at me, being like this jerk doesn't like Lisa Kudrow. And I'm like, if you don't get that that's a joke. What is wrong with you? Yeah, course, you've said that course, a lot of like Lisa Kudrow. Yeah,
0: you've said a lot of the <laughs> the college crowds are overly PC and scared to laugh at things or upset by trigger words like. Is that harder doing comedy now? Like, there just seems like... Do you ever worry about offending people in the PC culture? Like, I know in your coronavirus video, you said it was all the Chinese people's fault, and they'll be punished accordingly. I mean, of course, it's a joke, but did did you get any blowback from that or other jokes that people are offended by? Oh
1: yeah, for sure. Oh really? Yeah, definitely got blowback for that. Which I I think blowback is my favorite thing to get online. <laughs> at this point. I think it's like. Like, people are upset by that, but not me saying I stick a pine cone in my ass, <laughs> like, shoving it, <laughs> all this other stuff. Like, yeah. what are we even talking about? I'm clearly doing it. The character is, like, it's saying dumb stuff. He's saying dumb racist things. That's, like, the joke. But I get, you know, you got to toe the line or whatever. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but, but, I mean, yeah, people always uh, go get a Yeah, college shows are definitely tough. College shows are almost never fun cuz they don't really know what to laugh at and they love getting upset about things so you got to kind of tiptoe around some things but No you
0: had a good point cuz I, I thought stuff. I was like dude you'd kill it at college but then you had a good point you said that if you're like all the college kids that are going out and like having fun and partying, they're out partying. They're not coming to the comedy shows. The people that are coming to comedy shows are like the nerdy kids. And so they're the ones that are right. more yeah. like upset yeah, like and like the
1: student union kids. The ones yeah. yeah who's going to a comedy show with someone that you've never heard of it's like on a Friday night. What are you talking about? Go yeah. out and drink. Why would you go to the comedy show?
0: See, I, I would, would go, go to, to those when I was in college. in college. I did, though, because, like, our, our college, like, we, I mean, if you're under 21, there was like nothing to do in that town. So, like, when they had a comedian, I, I'd be so excited. One time they had Greg Brady come. I don't know why. And he can't, and I went, I was so excited. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. But yeah, I get it now. <laughs> now there's so much more stuff to do. Um, let's see, what else can we talk about? We're getting, probably should wrap up soon here. But are you still on the, are you still using the dating apps? You, you said that the, uh, the dating apps are kind of depressing, but you met a, you did meet a girl on Coffee and Bagel. Are you still doing that, or do you, do you have a girlfriend now?
1: I don't have a girlfriend. Yeah, my last girlfriend was Coffee Meets Bagel, which I'm no longer, I think most people just filtered into just Hinge and Bumble, it seems now. are the only two that anyone that's left on. But yeah, I'm still on those, still swiping away, still uh, not working. But <laughs> I'm going to keep trying. It's definitely hard now during the apocalypse. Yeah, no, one's the one's apocalypse. Just eating, no one's really using the apps right now. I'm so fascinated
0: by those apps. Like, cause I, I've been in a relationship relationship so long. Like I, I met my girlfriend online, but we didn't, it was before like the apps. It was like when the actual websites and stuff. So is it, it, I mean, do you get a lot of, uh, like hits on those or apps and stuff? I mean, you met a lot of girls or is it hard? My, some of my friends say it's like a lot of the girls flake out. Is that your experience too?
1: Yeah, that's what sucks. Yeah, Bumble is uh the girl has to message you within twenty four hours or it disappears. So yeah. the ninety percent of people I match with on there and end up disappearing. I just never talk to them. So I don't even I don't even get excited anymore when I match my yeah, ass bro. The girl's probably not even gonna say anything. <sighs> but uh yeah, I mean it's it's a wasteland out there. It's the only way to meet people right now and it's uh in a possible way to meet people. That's a bummer.
0: So you don't get girls messaging you that saw you on TV or saw your comedy or anything and trying to hit on you that way?
1: No, no, very rarely. Every once in a while, someone would be like, well, man, She'll be like, oh, I've seen you on this. That's happened like three times. But yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. for the most part, for the most part, it's a dead zone out there.
0: Interesting. So you're a hardcore Panthers fan
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: Still a Panthers fan?
1: Unfortunately, yeah.
0: Unfortunately, So I was going to ask you about this. <laughs> what do you think of... Uh, I'm a big football fan. I'm a Seahawks fan, but I love football. Um, why Why did the Panthers fire Ron Rivera? I wanted to get your take on that. Because <laughs> I thought he was a pretty good coach.
1: He was. He was a good coach. It was just uh, getting kind of long in the tooth and kind of not... I mean, we're, we're under new ownership. I think you just kind of wanted to give Rivera another year or two see if he could they could work together and it, we were just playing so badly. It wasn't his fault. We had Kyle Allen playing quarterback. It wasn't, you know, Rivera's fault that we were so bad last year. But yeah, got to do something to shake the team up and get fans excited again. And I think the owner always kind of wanted to bring in his own guys. So now he finally has. But huh. yeah, I still love Rivera. Which I think he's helpful. he can do well with Washington, but yeah. unlikely. <laughs> yeah no one seems to do well with Washington
0: that's tough you're right yeah so and you're friends with the Khalil brothers the the one that's the Ryan is the one that's the center on the Panthers or is he still the center
1: no no he just retired this past retired. year okay so he was uh yeah but he yeah, actually Jets for one year yeah. and then,
0: he directed you yeah, in a short film retired.
1: right that's right yeah yeah he, I met him I just had like a meeting at his production company that he had with Blake Griffin and Got to meet him and freaked out and took a picture and stuff. It was like completely in awe and starstruck. And then he ended up reaching out on Twitter and said he watched a bunch of my stuff. Wanted to work together on some things. And we just become good friends ever since. I was talking to him a couple of days ago. And yeah, I want to, you know, start banging some stuff out, start working together. He's a super cool guy.
0: That's very cool. So um I always like to wrap up with a charity. I don't know if this is the one that you want to feature, but I know you've talked about the drop the hammer on cancer foundation because two Panther members uh, got cancer. So they do like that. Keep pounding chant at the Panther games. Or is there another charity that you want to highlight?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Certainly right now, I think COVID-19 releases uh, at a paramount. Sure. Sure. If if anyone's going to donate stuff, do that. But if you want to donate to some other stuff, you could donate to uh, the animal shelter. I work at a Los Angeles animal shelter. You work L-A- in animal shelter? S- dot org. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, not not now. It's uh, oh. shut down now, but mm. they're uh, letting dogs get fostered for the time being. But yeah, they're probably getting hit pretty hard right now. So
0: What's it called again? Say the, say the name again.
1: It's called Los Angeles Animal Services. So okay. go to laas.org. You can find their whole website. And they've got all the dogs on there you can foster too. If you want to foster a dog, there's some good ones.
0: Okay, cool. I'll put that on the notes for this episode. Well, Ryan, you've done some amazing things. Already with your own Comedy Central special, starring role in American Vandal, voiceovers on American Dad, hilarious YouTube videos. I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. Um, you got a role in the Block Island sound movie coming out. Can you tell me about that and when when is that coming out? That's from the writers of American Vandal. So I'm kind of excited for that. It yeah, be fun.
1: yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a small role. It's like a my first feature film, but uh, yeah, it's a, kind of a sci fi mystery thriller. I play kind of the this- straight man. And it's not a, not a huge role, but it's still pretty cool. I'm not sure when it's going to be out. Yeah, we filmed that last year back home in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, so it's fun to get back there for a bit. And yeah, I got to see the final product. It's pretty awesome. I think it hopefully should be out sometime later this year if I was to guess.
0: Is it going to be in theaters or will you, they'll shop it to Netflix or, or theaters or somewhere? Or
1: uh, Yeah, I think yeah, I think there are plans to shop it to Netflix. Okay. Hopefully, uh I don't know what's, what's going on as far as meeting stuff, but yeah, that'd be cool if I can get on. Yeah, those, those guys, uh,
0: Kevin and Matthew Mc, McManus, I think their names are. They produced and uh, they also produced in Kuro, uh, the mm-hmm. Cobra Kai show, which I'm a big fan. I don't know if you watched that show, but I love that show. So that's I'm excited to see what this. Oh, uh, I did not. Yeah, I'm excited to see this movie. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, they do good stuff.
0: Anything else that you have in the hopper, or anything else you want to promote?
1: Uh, no, not really. You can find me on social media at Ryan O'Flan, on Instagram and Twitter. That's really it. Yeah. Mostly uh, yeah. just. Cranking out cranking out content on my, on my social yes, media
0: right now. I'm lo- dude, you're killing it with these videos. The coronavirus tips, the corona, coronavirus, uh, what'd you call it? Ticks and trips? And, uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: ticks and trips. Dude, you've got to mispronounce.
0: You you freaking had like four or five in a row. It was like boom, boom, boom. I was like, dude, you are on fire with these. So I hope you keep cranking that stuff out. <laughs> Everybody should go check out your Instagram I think you post them everywhere. You post them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So whichever, pick your poison. I guess that you're posting the same stuff on those, so a lot of people can see it. I think mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, oh the smush button that was one of my favorites. Where just go ahead and smush that like button. That thing has like uh, <laughs> seven hundred sixty thousand views on Twitter, which is I'm like I don't know why it has yeah. more on Twitter than YouTube and Instagram, but for some reason it's, it's, it's you bizarre. think it's gonna hit yeah. a million on Twitter.
1: I don't know. It seems to have, it seems to have petered out. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever had something go big on Twitter before I've had Facebook and some YouTube, but never Twitter. It's cool. Somebody, yeah, got retweeted by a few.
0: Did, oh, did it get retweeted think, by some big people or something?
1: Or It must've been. I guess my friend was telling me someone has a big podcast that I've never heard of retweeted. Oh. I know Karen Kilgara retweeted it. She's got a bunch of followers. So. I don't It okay. kind of took off last week. It was, bizarre but i'll take it Mm,
0: yeah i'll take it awesome well i wish you uh good luck in the future and uh it would be interesting to follow your career i hope you just keep cranking out those videos because i love them
1: thanks man thanks for having me
0: yeah if you ever get to phoenix i'll definitely come see you i'll try to bring an entourage if you do. do you ever do stand up here
1: I never done stand up in Phoenix, no. Oh. But I've been there but times. I get an out that there. I go visit every once
0: in a while. Yeah, there's like four or five comedy clubs here. So yeah, if you can, I'll try to bring a bunch of people. If you just let me know if you're ever coming here.
1: Why not? it would be awesome.
0: Okay. Cool. Well thank you so much for doing my show. I really appreciate it.
1: Of course, man. Good talking to you. All
0: right, you too. Bye bye. Bye. So many great stories. What a ride that was talking with Ryan from Quiet, shy kid with a stutter and a retainer. See so the homecoming king. And then he went back down and he was sharing a room with an 81-year-old man. And then he went to acting on some of the biggest TV shows out there. So I'm excited to see what he does next. I'm loving the video content. He's pumping out, and I hope that continues. Uh, make sure to follow Ryan on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. He's on Venmo. He's on that site Cameo. For $40, bucks. i will send you a personalized video. I think I might actually do that since... I forgot to ask him to do any clips for my podcast. A hilarious guy. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Let me know what you think, uh, either by reaching out to me on social media or you can write me a review on iTunes or Facebook. Um, Thank you for listening. Thanks to Ryan for taking the time to come on my show. I hope to have many more great episodes coming out soon. Until then, have a great day or night.